Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, welcome to episode 11, Intermittent Fasting. This episode is going to give a little background on intermittent fasting. I'm going to talk about the reasons why people say they feel good if they intermittent fast. I'll talk about who should not do intermittent fasting um, and then ways that you can fast that are better for your body than the intermittent fasting way. I'm not against intermittent fasting. I'll start with that. Um, I'm not against it, but I do think that a lot of people don't do it the right way. And when you intermittent fast incorrectly, you actually are causing a lot more damage in the long term than you realize. Like you may not feel it right now, but then eventually it's going to catch up to you and you're going to realize that all of the damage that was done was due to doing intermittent fasting wrong. So I'm going to talk about the ways um, that you shouldn't do it if you do really want to intermittent fast. So intermittent fasting has recently become very popular and many people like to practice this way of eating. If you don't know what intermittent fasting is, it's when you limit the number of hours that you eat in a day. So typically if you're intermittent fasting, it means you're just there are, you're taking periods of time in which you are not eating, so periods of time in which you fast. And they usually range from 14 to 16 hours. They usually say like women should do 14 hours and men should do 16. Um, and then those other hours you typically eat. So that typically ends up meaning that you only eat dinner and you don't eat throughout the day. Intermittent fasting was started by a group of people who were all undergoing a lot of stress, hardship, or loss. And these are usually circumstances that make it difficult to eat anyway. They can make someone sick to their stomach and they could just, those situations can make it hard to just enjoy food. When done correctly, intermittent fasting can have some benefits, but if it's not being done correctly, then you're actually causing a lot of unwanted damage that may not affect you right now, but it will catch up to you. And even if you do do intermittent fasting correctly, it's really not something that you should do permanently. It's something that you should do only for like a month or two and then return to your normal way of eating for a while. And then you could, after a few months, do it again for another month or two. But it's it's not a permanent thing. And I'm going to explain later more why it's not permanent. People also like to think that intermittent fasting equals cleansing. So if you're intermittent fasting, you're cleansing your body. But that's not true. So many factors play into this. So like, what are you eating during the time in which you do eat? A lot of people who intermittent fast will eat whatever they want during the hours that they do eat. So they'll just have whatever for dinner. It could be the most unhealthy meal, but they don't think it's a big deal because they haven't eaten all day. And um, this actually does harm and makes the fasting even more dangerous. So like maybe... If you ate very clean during your eating time and drank a lot of juices to help flush out toxins, it, it could be cleansing, but you'd have to be eating very healthy during the time in which you do eat. But however, to truly cleanse your body, you need something coming into your body to bind to the toxins to help flush them out. If nothing's coming in, then the toxins will not be flushed out. 
So by not eating anything, that's not cleansing. Everything's just going to sit in your body. Another thing to point out is that you're not even truly fasting when you're intermittent fasting. The body is only really truly in a fasting state after 24 hours of not eating or drinking anything but water. So if you're just withholding food, say just in the morning or during the day, and then you eat a meal before it's been 24 hours of not eating or drinking, you stop the fasting process. And even then, if you really truly wanted to do a real 24-hour fast, that would be the longest period of time that I'd go without food. I wouldn't try to do a multi-day fast or something. That actually can be dangerous, and I'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, So even drinking coffee, teas, or flavored water, so even water, if you put lemon in it, lime in it, cucumber, that breaks your fast. Um, So anything that's not plain water breaks your fast. So I know I've read blogs that have said drinking coffee or tea is okay during your fasting time. And I mean, I believed it. But then when I did like real research, I was like, yeah, this is this is wrong. And it starts to actually burn out your adrenal glands when you drink caffeine, especially during the fasting period. And so I'm going to talk more about that um, in a little bit. So now I'm going to talk about why people say that they feel good when they do intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting can offer some temporary relief or weight loss for short-term periods of time. So again, short-term. It's not a long-term thing. Um, And this is assuming that you aren't sick with any sort of autoimmune condition, adrenal fatigue, diabetes, prediabetes, or any other illness. If you have one of those things, which I'll talk more about, Um, you should not intermittent fast. Um, Intermittent fasting is really made for short-term use by a healthy person. But even then, it still needs to be done right or it can make you sick. So there are ways that a perfectly healthy person can practice intermittent fasting while still preventing harm and staying healthy. So it would be best to eventually transition out of intermittent fasting and just fuel your body with healthy foods regularly versus having like dry spells of no food. If you are someone who likes intermittent fasting because you don't enjoy eating breakfast or you just you don't feel ready to eat that early in the morning, um, which I totally get. That's a lot of people. They just they're not breakfast people. So what I would suggest as an alternative is at least start your day with like a 16 ounce glass of water with half a lemon squeezed into it. And you can even add some honey to it, which kind of makes it sweet. So have that and or have 16 ounces of celery juice, one of the two, and just have that and then maybe wait till lunchtime if you really don't want to eat breakfast. Because again, like that's fine. Um, And this can be beneficial if you have like an inflamed intestinal tract or a hypersensitive um, nerves in the stomach lining. And so basically what that means is anytime you eat, those nerves in the stomach are rubbed and it it could hurt. Um, So in these cases... Um, only eating half the day feels better and just try to incorporate lemon water and celery juice in the morning. So you're not really fasting because you had something that broke the fast, but at least you're not feeling all this discomfort. Um, So again, if you're also someone who just, maybe you don't have discomfort when you eat breakfast, you're just not hungry to eat breakfast, have some lemon water or have some celery juice. People who intermittent fast say they have more energy and better focus so the reason why people feel this 
is when the body starts to go without food after two to three hours, you're running on adrenaline and adrenaline is produced by the adrenal glands. The adrenaline causes the brain to race, which is why you feel energized and you feel like you're able to focus more. So if you're a normal, healthy person, this is fine because sometimes you have adrenaline reserves built up in your adrenal glands. So your body is able to use those reserves to fuel you until you eat again. But if you're someone with a chronic illness um, like adrenal fatigue or an autoimmune disorder or Lyme's disease or lupus, you have no reserves of adrenaline because your body is so focused on healing whatever illness you have. You don't have reserves built up, so you really can't intermittent fast. You will not feel that sense of focus and energized. Another reason people tend to feel better when they intermittent fast is because they're removing two meals in which they would eat high fats. So when you give your body a break from eating a breakfast that's high in fat, and this does include avocado, nut butters, nuts, milk, cheese, eggs, you automatically start feeling better because you're able to cleanse a little bit. The key to truly cleansing is not consuming any radical fats in the morning time. This gives your body to flush stuff out from the day before. And so if you're eating a breakfast that's really high in fat, your body has no moment other than when you're sleeping, which it's doing other things to repair yourself, but it has no moment to really cleanse and flush things out. So if you really want to focus on truly cleansing, don't eat a breakfast that consists of fat. Um, Focus on more healthy carbohydrates like fruits. You could do oatmeal. Um, So that's a better option to help you cleanse, and that's an easy thing to do if you want to do a little bit of cleansing. So if you eat really healthy and decide to intermittent fast, you will feel better because you cut down your fat consumption, which is allowing your liver to heal and you'll just feel better from that alone. But it's not necessarily from the actual fasting. It's from the reducing of your fat intake, which we end up confusing what the real source of the feeling good is from. Is it the fasting, the lack of fats? But it's really the lack of fats. A huge mistake, and I mean huge, like insanely big mistake that people who intermittent fast make is thinking that it's okay to consume caffeine whether it's in coffee or teas, during your fasting period. This creates damage because you are fueling your body on caffeine, which stimulates the adrenal glands and slowly burns them out because they have no real food to fuel them. This is very unhealthy to just run on caffeine all day. Eventually, it's going to lead to aging damaged skin, brain fog, severe focus and concentration problems, fatigue, hair loss, and weight gain. These symptoms may not show up when you're in your 20s or early 30s, but they begin to surface in your late 30s and 40s. And running on caffeine may not initially cause weight gain in the moment, but it will later. And then the weight gain comes from the adrenals and the liver being damaged and not working as they should. This is just asking for a burnout if you run on caffeine and intermittent fast at the same time. But even if you're not an intermittent faster and you just have random days where you don't eat much but you drink a lot of coffee, it's the same thing. 
one time I had a person ask me in passing if it was okay to take caffeine pills during your fasting period. And I don't like don't take caffeine pills ever and definitely don't take caffeine pills while you're intermittent fasting because that's such a high concentrated level of caffeine and then to have that such high concentration of caffeine with no food coming in, that's gonna like burn out your adrenals even faster than just having a cup of coffee. But just don't do either one. So now let's talk about why people who are sick should not intermittent fast. So if you're trying to recover from a chronic illness or you're experiencing symptoms that may point to the fact that you have a chronic illness like an autoimmune disorder or anything that I've mentioned earlier in this episode, whether it's prediabetes, diabetes, Lyme disease, lupus, um, hypoglycemia, anything like that. Um, Intermittent fasting is not going to give you any long-term healing benefits and it will most likely make everything worse and worsen all your symptoms. Your health of your liver should also be factored in when you decide to intermittent fast. So the liver processes and disarms all the many toxins we inherit and encounter in our world. Things like toxic heavy metals, viruses, bacteria, pharmaceuticals, petrochemicals, solvents, plastics, pesticides, everyday household chemicals, and so much more. And if you've listened to the episodes about toxins, you'll know what I'm talking about. So our livers work to gather those toxins and hold on to them to prevent them from floating around in our bloodstream. And if the toxins are floating in our bloodstream, they can cause harm to our hearts, our brains, and our central nervous system. When you set yourself up properly, the liver is able to detoxify and release these toxins so that they can be eliminated ideally through your urine and your bowel movements. So if you want your liver to release these toxins so that you can eliminate them, you have to properly set yourself up and intermittent fasting isn't the way to do that. I was reading an article and it discussed how our liver doesn't like to be pushed Um, and so it used this metaphor. It said, It's like a child standing on the diving board for the first time, working up the courage to jump when they feel ready. If someone sneaks up and subtly pushes that child from behind, trust is broken. And they're going to be more wary about getting back up on that board to jump again. So our livers are the same way. If you push your body to detox through a harsh or unsafe, fast way, it forces the liver to let go of too many toxins at one time And then the kidneys and the bowels, they can only get rid of a small amount of those toxins at one time. So all that other tox, all those other toxins that the liver just released that couldn't be expelled through our bowels or our urine, they're floating in our bloodstream, causing harm to the pancreas, the nervous system, the brain, and the heart, like I mentioned. So this can make it harder to even truly cleanse in the future because then the liver's like, I'm not going to do that again because it actually ended up causing harm and I didn't want that to happen. So properly setting yourself up to cleanse is important. And that's why I mentioned in um, one of the toxins episodes when I talked about detoxing toxins, that the best way to detox is gently and slowly. And that's exactly what I'm talking about here. So now I'm going to talk about ways that you can fast that are better for you and better for your body. So first is a juice fast. 
which is commonly called a juice cleanse. People don't always call it a juice fast, but that's what you could call it is a juice fast. Um, So this is when you only consume juice. You need to be prepared, though, if you're going to do a juice fast. You can't just wake up one day and decide that you want to do a juice fast because you ate terrible all week and you're like, I'm going to make up for it by doing a juice fast. It's going to be fine. But that actually won't do much for you other than hydrate you, which that's never a bad thing, but that's not really your intention of doing it, I'm sure. So in order for a juice cleanse to be effective, you actually need to prepare one to two weeks ahead of time. I know that probably seems crazy and like a lot of time, but it's true. Like if you truly want it to be effective, you need to prepare one to two weeks ahead of time. And that's really only if you're not already doing these things that I'm about to talk about. So during the one to two weeks that you are going to prepare for your juice cleanse, um, you'll need to start eliminating pathogens. So any preservatives from foods, basically you won't want to be eating any packaged or processed foods during these two weeks. You'll want to lower your fat intake because when you lower your fat intake, you're already going to start cleansing even before the juice cleanse. But by having lowered your fat intake for a one to two weeks prior, it's just going to make you cleanse that much more efficiently. Um, And you'll also want to reduce how much animal protein you eat because by default, a lot of animal protein just has fat in it. Um, So you would want to reduce that as well. Um, But you can still have like some for dinner every day if if that's what you do. Um, And then you'll want to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables. So this is going to increase your fiber intake and also help increase your hydration, which those two things will help your body cleanse and all the toxins are going to be able to bind to the fiber in the fruits and vegetables and be flushed out. So the lower your fat intake, the easier your liver can detoxify and heal and the more prepared you will be to do a smartly designed juice fast when the time comes. So the reason for this is you need to set your body up to want to cleanse. And like I said, our livers hold on to toxins because they're protecting us so that they don't end up in our bloodstreams. So if you all of a sudden to d- decide to cleanse and go zero to 100, it's not going to have any impact. So gradually and gently cleansing is best. Another thing to note is don't just drink green juices when you do a juice fast. You will need a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. So especially fruits, though, because you still need some form of carbs coming in. And this helps to slow down the cleansing so it doesn't happen so fast. And fruit helps to support your adrenal glands so that they don't get overworked. And they will also protect your brain health since the brain needs glucose or natural sugar to function. So by having fruit juices and not just green vegetable juices, you know, you'll protect your brain health, your focus and clarity, and also your adrenals so that they're not just pumping out adrenaline without any fuel coming in. Some fruits that you could add to your juices if you need ideas would be apples, pears, cucumbers, oranges, watermelon. You could do pineapple, um, really any fruit that sounds good to you. And here's another important thing to note, which I've mentioned before in a couple of other episodes, but I'll mention again because it's related to juicing. Um, If you do decide to do a juice fast, I strongly recommend that you make the juices yourself. Um, It's going to be significantly cheaper than going and buying pre-made juices. And also, all of those bottled juices that they have at juice places, they've been juiced 24 hours or more 
by the time that you drink them. And then by then they have oxidized and they aren't going to help you cleanse at all. So it's kind of like a waste, which the whole reason you buy the juices is to help cleanse. But by the time you drink them, they're old and it's not doing anything for you. So I recommend doing it at home and making them for yourself. Um, And you can pre-make all your juices for the day of your cleanse and it'll be so much better for you. So you can just make them all in the morning. Um, And the price of a juicer is about the price of like what some of these cleanses are at these juice places. Um, And so maybe you would do a juice cleanse more often if you had a juicer. Things to think about. So the basic rule of thumb for a juice fast is you're going to want to drink 16 ounces of fresh juice every two hours from the time you wake up until the time you go to sleep. So in the middle of those two-hour increments, drink 16 ounces of water. So you'll have basically 16 ounces of liquid every hour, essentially. Um, And a really simple juice fast, um, if you're following those instructions, is just doing a combination of celery, apple, and cucumber all day. Like if you didn't want to have to do a wide variety, if that feels too difficult for you, just do cucumber, celery, and apple and just have the same combination all day. That's perfectly acceptable as well. And that's the best three combination for flushing out toxins. And you really only need to do a single day juice fast to get some of the benefits. You can make it like multiple days if you want, but one day will still provide you a lot of benefits, especially if you're doing it correctly and you're preparing the right way. One day will be super beneficial and you could do, you know, one juice fast once a month just to kind of keep things healthy. So now I'm going to talk about a water fast. So this is exactly what it sounds like water fast. You consume only water for 24 hours. Um, This can be helpful to do once a month, but definitely not more than that because it can be um, kind of taxing on the body. Um, So once a month is plenty. But water fasts are really only for people who already have their bodies pretty well cleaned out um, and that they also eat very clean on a regular basis. So you could, um, you know, start doing some juice fast regularly and really get into a good place where you feel pretty cleansed. And then you can try out a water fast. Um, So if you did feel that you were in a good place and wanted to try this out, one day is all you need. You don't need more than one day. So remember to do it on a day where you don't have a lot going on. So when your body is fasting, you don't want to push yourself to do too much. So you would definitely want to do a water fast on a day where you'll be at home all day and you can just lay around and rest. You'll be able to get through the day better. And like, again, you don't want to push your body because you don't want to tax the adrenal glands. If you are sick with some sort of autoimmune chronic illness, you don't want to do a water fast. It will only make things worse. Fasting weakens your immune system. And if you are sick, it's just going to make you sicker. So you, if you're sick with something, you're better off doing a juice fast because at least you're still consuming stuff um, and you can still flush things out that way. So if you do have an autoimmune or chronic illness, I would recommend doing a juice fast, but preparing the correct way. But don't do a water fast until you are pretty much symptom free. So if you do decide to do a water fast, you're going to want to drink 16 ounces of water every two hours from the time you wake up until the time you go to sleep and nothing in it, no lemon, no lime, nothing, just plain water. The last fast I'm gonna talk about is dry fasting, but basically I don't recommend 
this at all. I'm just going to talk about it just so you can be aware, but I don't recommend anyone dry fasting, even a healthy person. Um, So dry fasting is when you don't eat or drink anything, not even water. Uh, This is actually traumatizing for all the cells in your body and for your brain as well. Nothing coming in to flush out daily toxins and then they're just floating in the bloodstream and sitting in the liver and it can cause a lot of harm to the liver, to the kidneys, to the nervous system and the brain. And dry fasting actually kills brain cells. Our bodies are designed to have nutrition coming in. Depriving our bodies of that does not make us healthier. So again, if you wanted to do a real fast where you get your body into a fasting state of not eating for 24 hours, you would at least be consuming water, which is something. But again, I don't recommend doing that more than 24 hours and you have to be totally healthy to do that. But dry fasting means you don't drink water or eat anything. And I don't think that that's good. That again, like it's traumatizing for everything in your body. You don't want to do that. So I'm going to wrap up with this one other red flag to keep in mind um, is when you see fasting programs out there that include herbs and tinctures, make make sure to remember to look at the ingredients label on the tinctures um, to see if they have alcohol in them. So tinctures are liquid vitamins, usually the the ones with like the little dropper top. And a lot of them contain alcohol, and it's usually like a corn alcohol byproduct, which is not good for you. And any tincture that has alcohol in it, it kills the beneficial internal bacteria um, and the microorganisms in your gut. And so you're not even getting any of the benefits from whatever like herb that tincture is. The alcohol is just ruining it. Um, So if a program sells products with alcohol, just avoid it. Um, But if you're interested in a certain tincture that you've seen, just make sure you like Google it or look up, look it up on Amazon and you can probably find an alcohol free version, which then you'll be able to receive all the amazing benefits of whatever herb it is without the alcohol. So that wraps up intermittent fasting. Hopefully you were able to take something away from today's episode. If you currently like to intermittent fast hopefully you learned how to do it better or maybe learned that you should take a break Um, but again if you like to intermittent fast and you want help or support doing it the right way um, you know i'd love to work with you one-on-one so feel free to send me an email if you want at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com And if you ever have any questions or um, episode topics you want to hear about, you can also send me an email to that email address as well. So thanks for listening as always. 